0: Welcome back, baby faces. Victor Villain here. Let's see who's making their way to the ring. Mister.
1: you're JP Sack.
0: Ooh, and I feel like we're gonna shoot the ish today, boys. We got another special one for you. He is one of the original extremists. He is a multi-time tag team champion, a multi-time heavyweight champion. He's not just hardcore, he's not just extreme. But he's most definitely Justin, credible. Justin, talk to him a bit. What's going on, fellas? How are you? How you doing, man? How you doing? Good to have you on the show, man. It's been a long time coming. I'm glad we got this done.
2: Yeah, great to talk to you guys. Uh, everything's going great. uh You know, uh, just happy to be on the show. Happy to be on the podcast, and uh, looking forward to the conversation.
0: Cool, cool, man. Cool. Uh, well, let's jump right in, man. um Let's let's start let's start early. Let's start early '90s with you, man. Uh, your well-known name, everybody knows you from ECW, but uh, let's touch about your first run um, with the WWF or in the early nineties as Aldo Montoya. Um, how was that? And we, all, we, it's well known you've been trained by Lance and, and Jericho, right?
2: Yeah. Uh, well, I, I started. Uh, I went to the. Uh, I was born and raised in uh, Connecticut, Waterbury, Connecticut, and in oh, nice. uh, yeah. Waterbury. Yeah, yeah. In uh, nineteen ninety-two. 1992, I went up to uh, to Calgary uh, to train with the Hart brothers uh, at their pro wrestling camp. Uh, Keith Hart and Bruce Hart ran the camp, and you know uh, Lance was up there and Jericho was up there as well. And you know I had my first ten matches uh, in 1992 up there, and I came uh, to the United States after that. Uh, and uh, literally, I took a chance. I you know I went to a house show. Uh, at the old New Haven Coliseum in Connecticut, uh, and introduced myself and in, to Tony who who is an agent, mm-hmm. a former wrestler, and agent. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, "Well, we're starting a new uh, live television show called Monday Night Raw out of uh, New York City. So if you want to be part of it, you know, come down. And uh, that's kind of what uh, what it, you know how it got started, you know with with my connection to WWF.
0: Man, that's, we all know how well Raw worked out, right? Yeah, so,
2: right.
0: Ongoing <laughs> I think, till today. Think they're doing yeah. alright. <laughs> but <laughs> so, before so so that
3: well, well before getting to the WWF, right? Um, who like what was your introduction to wrestling like? Like what was your that that first match that you saw or like that first thing that really drew you in?
2: Uh, I would have to say it was uh the the original WrestleMania. Uh, hmm. It was Mr. T. Hulk Hogan versus Roddy Piper and Bob Orton, Cowboy yeah. Bob Orton. Um, you know, that was like the real first big deal. And, uh, you know, uh, I came from a modest, you know, family. Like, we didn't have a lot of money. So, like, my dad, like, took me to, like, some bar to watch it on closed circuit TV. Wow. You know, and I wasn't even <laughs> old enough to to be in the bar, obviously. But, uh, you know, it was – but I just kind of fell in love with it. It was like a huge mm. buzz, you know. Man, right. well, uh, what
0: – what drew you more, a Piper or Hogan, or Mister T? I guess Mister T or Hogan or Piper. Uh, it was it was Hulk
2: all the way. I mean, even Hulk though Hulk? Uh, it was Hulk, because that was just like you know, I'd never, nobody'd ever seen anything like him before. But mm-hmm. um, what really drew me in was uh, a couple of years later, uh, I, I, where I lived, we didn't get WTBS, which was the home of WCW Saturday Night. Right. And my mom and dad had friends, family friends that lived in a different area, like, you know, 30, like almost, almost uh, you know, close to the New York uh, state mm. border where they got WTBS. It was like before everybody had like, you know, cable cable, <laughs> you know, <till laughs> day. you know, this is like 88, 89. And then like I saw. You know, Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat, Lex Mm. Luger, Sting. uh, And that's what really kind of uh, started to get my juices flowing is like, holy shit. There's like a whole different level of of wrestling that I wasn't necessarily aware of, you know, being that I was in WWF country. And uh, it just uh, it opened up. I mean, basically, dude, I got into the business because of Flair and Steamboat Mm. matches that they had uh, in especially in 1989. Uh, and I graduated high school in 80, uh, 91, and I started in the business. My first pro match was October sixteenth, 1992. And it was because of uh, Flair Steamboat. You know, I, I, it wow. just inspired me. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> it's amazing hey. that, you know, you're very humble, by the way, because you're here telling us not only did you have the opportunity to train in the Hard Dungeon, right? Yes. You also made it onto the E to WWF after 10 matches.
2: Yeah. Like yeah. the
1: skill, the talent was obviously evident, you know? Um, yeah. But, dude, that's amazing.
2: Well, I mean, time, at times were very different. You know, there was no, uh, you know, there, uh, Vince McMahon in the 80s, uh, if we look at history, he kind of gobbled up all the small territories. So right. uh, what we come to know as, you know, professional wrestling, it really just became about the NWA slash WCW, uh, WWF. And, you know, and then it was that we were at a time where, you know, Hogan and Warrior were kind of fading out and WWF was really looking for a different crop of young talent. And they, they didn't have these uh, territories to feed them the talent. So they really had to go about it themselves. And, you know, I was I was, you know, I, I, I'm technically sound, you know, obviously I was trained by the heart, you know, Brett's family, Stu, huh. Keith, Bruce, you know. I knew my, my technical wrestling, and they're like, well, he's he's in Connecticut, Stamford, obviously the WWE headquarters. They're in Connecticut. I was close, yeah. and I just got, you know, they, you know, it, it didn't cost them anything, really, to kind of groom me to become a, a superstar and to get me started. And, uh, you know, right place, right time is, is what I say. It's, you know, there's so many talented young men and women out there, but sometimes it just has to do with um, – you know, being in the right place uh, with the right circumstances. And I happened to be there and I worked very hard and, uh, you know, and that's how it, it started. But let me tell you, like today that, that would never happen because there's just, you know, so many guys and gals out there doing it, uh, back then there wasn't really a market for us. You know, there wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, the internet wasn't out there. There wasn't so many, you know, wrestling schools were kind of very kayfabe. Uh, like mm-hmm. I literally like, you know, I got this information, like secondhand, you know, the Hart brother's name and stuff, you know, it's not like it was go on a website and, you know, pay your money and go train. It was very much of a a different deal. So, you know, but, uh, today there's just a lot of great talent, but uh, either way, talent, you know, Scott Hall always told me when I used to ride with him, like cream always rises to the top, Mm. uh, regardless of storyline or whatever. But if you're, if you're a good worker, if you're good at what you do, there's always a place for you, you know, and I still believe that to this day, you know,
0: wow. <laughs> That's great advice. So you get to the WWF. Um, they hit you with the Aldo Montoya. <laughs> uh,
2: how fun was that for you? Um, You know, I was uh, a I'd never I barely I mean, I had barely 100 matches under my belt. Right. So, <laughs> you know, but any anything they would give me was going to be, you know, what are you going to say? Right
3: right <laughs> yeah. that's your that's your shot like you take yeah. a shit sandwich you're <laughs> like all right well. whatever
2: I, you know they could have told me to do you know anything I would have done it but uh now it was um the the original character and I, I I tell this once in a while but the original uh, uh art form of the character was a soccer player because in 1994-95 the world cup was a big deal and mm-hmm. I, I'm Portuguese ah. I, speak, I speak Portuguese and the original drawing, and I still have it somewhere in my house, the original drawing for Aldo Montoya was a Brazilian soccer player. Wow. Yeah, that was the original gimmick. <laughs> and, you know, they decided not to go with it, and they kind of wanted to make it look like a Power Ranger afterwards. Yeah, they gave you a mask. <laughs> but Yeah, but originally it was, like, supposed to be a soccer player, but also because I had been a jobber for a while there. Uh, they did, you know, back then, kayfabe still existed. So they figured, like, we need to put him under a hood to, you know, so fans don't recognize him as P.J. Walker, the guy that's, you know, getting beat up every week. Blah, blah, oh, blah. yeah. Okay. But, uh, you know, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, everybody asks me, oh, what do you think and all that? Look, it was it was a great experience. I For two and a half years, I got to travel the world, wrestle the best of the best. I wrestled HBK in an Intercontinental title house show match, Razor, mm. Diesel. I mean, I you know, Ted DiBiase, um, you know, Mike Rotundo, I you know, Undertaker. I wrestled some of the best guys and I got to learn so much. So it was just mm. such a such a positive experience for a young man. I mean, when I left WWF, I was 23 when I went to ECW. Wow. So think about, wow. you know, I so, I, yeah. I got 3 years in and I'm still 23. That's you know? good. So, yeah, it's like, you right. know, it was – so people, like, sometimes joke about it, like, oh, whatever. It was a joke character, jockstrap, whatever. But still, at the end of the day, I got some great experience wrestling, world-class performers, and ultimately made me better. You know what I mean?
0: No doubt, no doubt. So, 97, great... when you asked for your release, um, was that, like, a mutual understanding, or were you just ready for more? You thought, like, maybe yeah. it was the next chapter?
2: Yeah, I, I literally uh, I went to Vince and I still had one year left on my contract and I uh, I called him a, a meeting at Vince's office. I asked him to meet with me and it was me and Vince McMahon in a room and uh, with Pat Patterson. Pat was there and I was wow. like, Vince, you know, I'm, I'm I'm you know, I have three years experience. I've been on the road. You know, my matches were I was really coming into my own. You know, I'm a young man. I'm in shape you know i'm i'm really pushing and doing well it's like dude I, I feel like i could do more and this was the time where scott if you remember correctly scott hall and kevin nash just jumped to yeah, wcw Right. oh right, awesome. yeah with the NWO gimmick and and they were like you know Peach, come down here you know we'll get you a gig not like i mean they wouldn't have taken the the aldo character obviously right. but nonetheless no, no, no. they would have taken me as a whatever you know, we have never even discussed it. It didn't really go much further. They just
0: wanted their boy. You know, they wanted they wanted you around, right? Wanted, right. Exactly. They wanted to get you out of where we're at, and you know.
2: Exactly. And uh, so you know, Vince said, "Well, you know, pal, absolutely not. You know, uh, we, uh. we we he goes he goes. It does. I can't have. I, I can't be perceived that another one of my talent goes down there. Uh, and, you know what I mean? It makes them look weak. So he goes. But mm. one thing one thing I will do is I'll. Uh, Send you to USWA, which Jerry Lawler was running at the time, and uh we'll, you know, it was kind of like their NXT. Oh, the
0: okay. Time. You know what I mean? That's
2: what you know. That's what it was. It was the working. They had a working relationship with them, and uh, we'll okay. we'll train. We'll we'll kind of get you used to being a heel, and we'll bring you up with a new character, blah blah blah. Well, I went. Was down that and- in Memphis? Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did the old old school Memphis territory. Worked with Jerry and all those guys. But uh, I, after that, you know, after about six weeks, you know, I was, uh, you know, they don't pay very much down there. Mm-hmm. And contracts are a lot different than they are today as far as financial, you know, I was, I was getting paid like 500 bucks a week from WWE. It, nice. wasn't, it, it wasn't what you think, you know what I mean? Not, not what it is today. But uh, right. so I was losing money, you know, I was almost broke. And um, they were uh, W or uh, USWA was doing an angle with ECW. At the time where Jerry Lawler was coming into Philadelphia at the ECW arena and him and Paul and all that ECW shit was going on. And uh, I was actually part of one of their angles in Memphis. And uh, I was friends with Chris Candido, who was at Mm -hmm. one time wrestling as uh, the body Donna's skip and zip with Tom Pritchard. (laughs) And I and I had gotten to work a lot of matches with them. And uh, Chris and I had become very good friends. And he was very tight with Paulie. So he's like, Pete, come down, dude. I'll get you a spot. You know, EC. You know, it's ECW's coming up, and uh, Paul Heyman agreed to release my contract to Paul. And you know, as long as I didn't go to WCW, and uh, there became the Just Incredible uh, gimmick. You know,
0: and that's the guy we learned to love and hear and hear about in all the extreme matches, man. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> teaming oh, yeah, teaming up with Lance so, and them. So, so
3: your style, uh, you know, your style changed a little bit, huh? just a little bit it, it it did a little
2: bit in it, but, it, but really not it, not as much as people think like uh it was still very very old school pro wrestling like even more today like as I'm I'm 45 years old like today like I almost exclusively do like hardcore shit just cuz it's easier <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh that but back in the day, it really wasn't that much different. I just, I, you know, I, I was intimidated, quite frankly, because I saw all that, you know, tables and chairs and blood and shit. And I never had done that in my career. Hmm. But uh, then, you know, I, I had gotten to, uh, to know Terry Funk very well. Terry uh, we became like a second father, dude. And he kind wow. of put me under his wing and he taught me like, you know, Justin, P.J., there's a whole different level to this and, you know, this is all part of the game and just, you know, utilize every little bit of it. And, you know, at any time, you know, you could like, you know, if I, if I still, I could do any, you know, I never did, you know, I was never the young bucks where I could flip around. I mean, I'm 230 pounds naturally. I'm a big dude. (laughs) Yeah. I'm six, I'm six foot tall, 300, you know, 230. I can't fly around like that. But nonetheless, Terry taught me how to, You know, if you need to be hardcore, be hardcore. If you need to be a worker, be a worker. If you need to go out there and wrestle 60 Minutes, you could do 60 Minutes. And he taught me how to kind of do a little bit of everything. Because if you remember, I had some classic pro wrestling matches with Jerry Lynn, you know. And then I could also go out there with a Tommy Tommy Dreamer and a Sandman and have the hardcore stuff. Yep. So, you know, it's like I kind of tried to... You know, be able to do a little bit of everything, and that's what I think helped me the most. You know, what
3: was your what was your favorite? Ah, oh,
2: man, uh, one of my favorites. Um, yeah. Well, I have to, I have two from the ECW era. I have two. Uh, 1998 uh, Heat Wave, 98. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. with me and oh Jerry my. Lynn. Yeah, where uh, oh the my. finish. The finish was where I did the tombstone off the top. Oh, to, to just So classic, bro. Yeah, and uh, and but another one was uh, me and Sabu from uh, I think it was Anarchy Rules '99 in Chicago. '99. Yeah, and uh, we had a classic. I mean, we you know we and you know stuff like I mean, but Shane Douglas, I had a classic one with him at the ECW arena, which a lot of people aren't very much familiar with it was in a pay-per-view it was just on like uh the regular tv broadcast but it was one of one of my best matches of all time for me for me personally but uh i just i just had such an opportunity to work with such uh, grade a great a guy like such great talent you know it's uh just a great time in the business you know
0: and it's a lot easier learning from you know legendary talents like that as opposed yeah. to like you know people you don't know sure um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it safe to say that Terry was like your your wrestle dad? I know, I know you were big with Lance, with the Impact players and all of that, and you guys rolled together and worked together a lot in ECW. But I guess does it, is it fair to say Terry was more of the the mentor role for you?
2: For me personally, yeah, yes he was, okay. yeah, uh, awesome, it, it, yeah, especially later on in uh, in our in my career. Uh, even after ECW, like uh, there was a couple times where and I'm sure you guys remember they had a couple of uh, different promoters try to do ECW reunions, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and this I think it was like 2009. We did like yeah. a T- TNA reunion and yep. uh, we did we did one as well for uh, Shane Douglas, who tried to do it himself. And uh, that's when Terry and I would just exclusively just we would just sit sit together you know, before the matches and sit there and just, you know, literally eat popcorn, drink, drink a beer and watch the matches. And it's like, God damn, you know, and Terry's telling me like, <laughs> you know, you know, this is what you do, Justin, this is what you don't do. And you're just getting like a lesson uh, in, in the business. And he's such oh, a God. great, such a great man, such a humble man, such a kind man. Um, you know, it's, uh, you, you just can't pay for that shit. I mean, it's just, oh, uh, no, you can't. No, that's one I, hell of a that's, brain pick. I tell you that. That's that's like getting your masters, your bachelor's, or your doctorate <laughs> Oh, it it is, and uh, you know it really just you know, and that's one thing I'm hoping to do today, fellas. Is uh, we were coming up on a very special time, whether we know it or not, in the business where AEW is going to go live on television on TNT, which is a big, huge network. WWE, right. obviously, on USA you know, they're a proven entity, but, uh, you know, it's, it screams, uh, you know, competition again, it, it screams does. it's, but it, you know, it's just, uh, it's a lot of, uh, it's going to be a lot of wrestling and a lot of good wrestling, you know, and, uh, it, it, you know, and I just want to be part of it because I feel at 45 years old, not necessarily, I'm not going to be the in-ring performer. Uh, you know, that's not my job anymore. Uh, you know, I could do, I could do indie wrestling. Sure. Uh, but uh my job is to teach these young men and women uh mm-hmm. you know and pass the knowledge of Terry Funk you know that he gave me to them hopefully you know and hopefully that'll be my uh next gig so yeah, you, you know, you'd
3: like to come in as a trainer or or something like that yeah, and the
2: scenes. well i mean yeah i i look, yeah well i mean not even I, I i wouldn't do booker because you know that that's a, that's a lot of work but <laughs> nonetheless I, I i just think at, uh you know with all the years of experience, there's very few guys with, uh, you know, the experience that I have 25 years and 45 years old, been to the old, you know, like I, I'm like a uh, road dog. And I were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. It's like, we are, we're, we're those talents where we bridge the old school. Like we were mm-hmm. around for mm-hmm. the old WWF, the Monday night wars, the new shit, the old shit. You know what I mean? It's like, we right. have a little bit of seasoning and everything. And all—it's our job to pass that information on, you know. Of course. And uh, I think there's definitely a place for for guys like me. I know Jerry Lynn is with AEW right now, and I know he's mm-hmm. gonna, he's going to do phenomenal stuff there. And you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tully Blanchard, I heard as well, is uh, signed up for. AEW. Oh yeah. Yeah, was, he was know. actually backing uh, Sean Spears, I believe. Yeah. Recently. So. Everybody so there's. Work. Yeah. There's, so there's just a lot of. A lot of great opportunity, and I'm so excited. I'm literally like, I'm so excited. Uh, I haven't been this excited for the business well, in a very long time because we're really gonna gonna get some really amazing stuff.
3: What are you, you most know? looking forward to?
2: Uh, I can't wait for AEW to to, to debut its uh or, you know first show, and just to see. I mean, I, I I've watched every show they put on, uh, even from All In, you know, which was mm-hmm. just co- Cody oh and my Butts. god. But uh, yeah. I, I love what they're doing. It's just such a different product from what WWE does, and you know, it's just it, it, look. You know, for you know, Heyman and Bischoff, they're executive directors of SmackDown and Raw now. So like everybody's gearing up. It's gonna yep. be, it's gonna be creative. It's gonna be hot, and I think everybody's gonna be putting out their best cards, you know, their best plays.
0: Do you honestly feel that um Bischoff and and Paulie are gonna have their hands on the product though, on the script? Like, or is it is it more of another story of Vince signing a, a talent or, or or people just to keep it away, playing keep away with AEW? You know, because oh, it'll gonna, be a
2: big loss if they, yeah. they would go to AEW. Look, they're gonna play keep away. Uh, is. is and I'm not trying to to diss the old man because I have no, I have nothing but respect. And quite frankly, right, right, he's never done that. He's never been anything but fair to me. And 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 quite quite honestly, kind. I mean, he paid for countless rehabs. Or, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, he's no seriously. They've taken care of me when I was when I was a fuck up. You know, so I, I can't right. say anything negative about Vince. But uh, nonetheless, I think it just kind of is going to be yo like this something new happening and I think it's going to force, it's going to force his hand, but I think in a positive way, Agreed. you know, I, I, I just think for a long time when it, it's like anything else, when you're, when you know, you're the top man, you know, you don't have to go to work with a, with a little bit of chip on your shoulder. You kind of just mm. go to work and you do the minimum and uh, you know, everything's going to be all right. But now, So
3: is that what I mean? what's missing? Like that's what's missing from wrestling right now.
2: I believe you. so. Mm. Did, uh,
1: just, did did you feel like you saw this uh, culminating in, in in that 1998 era from Vince?
2: Oh, I certainly did. Oh, uh-huh. certainly. Oh, yeah. So, absolutely, uh-huh. absolutely, absolutely. And it, you know, unfortunately. You know, uh, and the whole thing with W, the whole this this is what, and and if you listen to Paul Heyman, and uh, I think it was Paul Heyman and uh, Steve Austin. I've been on the Steve Austin podcast twice, but there was one episode he did with Paul. uh, Steve did, where Paul kind of said the whole time, you know, which breaks my heart, is that ECW financially was in the hole years before it ever went out of business. Like we were Mm. still, we were still selling out. our our events uh six months to the end you know i you know what i mean it wasn't about like we're not we're not it's not like we weren't doing business it was paul had made because you know paul had uh, done bad business to prevent people from jumping like Mm. i was i was getting three grand a week wrestling, wrestling two nights a week and a lot of guys were getting the same and you know so paul for to try to keep ecw guys from jumping to wcw or wwf at the time he was paying more than he could have Mm. so that's what bankrupted him so like at the end of the day you know the business you know it it was just bad business on his end but we were still selling tickets the demand was still there he just you know it's like you know you want to keep lebron james even though you can't afford to keep lebron james yeah right Right. the demand is still there yeah and it was a shame because uh you know if 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 we think about it if ECW would have lasted an extra year WCW went out of business and it would have been ECW and WWE wow you know what that I would I? have been and some that shit is true story. holy I'm shit i'm just saying i mean it's like you know whatever it, it didn't happen but uh, that <laughs> would have been that would have been the reality and it wow. would have been a whole different landscape where we are talking today so but you know we live so, and learn
1: so, so it's interesting because you had a, a, a you were right neck and neck and immersed in the industry and the time with wWF was transitioning with the competition with wcW and ECW but then you also had the opportunity to wrestle um in wwF um in, in the 2000s right yes and so did you feel like that complacency played
2: was there uh well here's here's what here's what in my opinion hurt. Uh, I, I, when I came into WWE after ECW, uh, me, I, X-Pac was, you know, as we all know, we're all friends, part of the clique, mm-hmm. and, you know, we, we formed a tag team called X-Factor yes, yeah. sir. and, and it was a really good tag team. And we both mm-hmm. thought, you know, we were, we were, we we're supposed to be the next tag team champions. The Dudleys were, were, we were feuding with the Dudley boys, uh, you know, and, uh, back then we were actually petitioning because it was me uh X-Pac and Albert if you remember.
3: Oh yeah. yeah and great, it man. was
2: it was Bubba Ray, <laughs> Bubba Ray Devon and Spike.
3: Spike. We were yeah. we
2: were trying to get them to do cuz we were feuding 3 on 3. We we're trying to get them to bring back the old six-man tag titles. Oh, yes. Cuz nobody was doing that shit back then. So we were trying to kind of like, you know, let's spice this up. But anyways, what happened was then you know, in in between us doing all that cool business, we we had a feud with the Hardys. I think we worked a, a, a small feud with Benoit and uh, Jericho because they were teaming for a while. But uh, the invasion the invasion happened. W, WCW ended up getting bought by WWE, right. and and that's what killed the X Factor gimmick. Because mm. you know they were right, like... X Factor WWE they, guy. And I was ECW Alliance, WC, you know, they
1: that's yeah.
2: – Yeah. And, well, that, well, it, you know, and we were mad because we wanted to keep going because we felt like Puck and I could have been a hell of a tag team.
1: You, know? I, you guys goal. were. You definitely guys yeah. were. I mean, the technical, your intensity at that time in the ring and how technical you are with Xbox high flying skills, and it, it was amazing. And then you had the muscle of Albert in
2: your corner at all times. Well, I yeah. Love that, I that, I love well, that, that was. Well, that was the whole gimmick was like we wanted Albert to be like our diesel, like how mm-hmm. Kevin was to Sean. Yeah. Nice. Like we were the we were the little guys, the smaller guys. And we wanted Albert to be the big. Uh, enforcer. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I still
1: remember the match with uh, you guys. It was uh, versus uh, Kane and the Hardys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, when you know, every every aspect of the match was just going to work. Even Albert and Kane in the middle when they met.
2: Amazing, amazing work. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just a shame. Like you know, it's like a wrong place at the wrong time because you know, obviously they were doing the invasion angle, and it's a shame because I I felt that us as a tag team could have really uh could have been something. You know, just like a good heel chicken shit team. They could have, <laughs> yeah. they, could have they could have bumped around for the baby face, You know, hey, yeah. better well, than you, and Lance. Um. Well, I don't know about that, but <laughs> I just I, I think I think if we had a chance, maybe it's good, you know, who knows?
0: Who knows? A lot of people a lot of people shit on that that whole um invasion angle because of the talent that was left behind on WCW's end and whatnot. But yeah. how do you really feel about that, man? How do you feel about that run that you guys had with the invasion angle? Like did did you like it? Did you were you
2: for it, against it? Uh I to be honest, man. At that point, uh, I became numb to it. It was uh it was just too much. There were so many names, so much. Uh, no, nobody had any idea what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be honest with you, I, I had. That's when I completely lost. Like when you go to a company like WWE, you got to understand. Like when ECW was around, like I had personal contact with Paul every single day. Like we worked on angles together. We worked on storylines. You know what I mean? We worked together. When you're working on uh, something as big as an invasion angle of all three companies, Jesus I don't right. even these the, the writers don't even know who Just Incredible is. Mm. Uh, you're just lost in the shuffle. You're just lucky. And at that point, I was just like, and I was in, I'm not the only one. I mean, uh, there was a million other guys that felt that way, and there was a million other guys that weren't even uh, booked on it that got left behind. That didn't have jobs after WCW closed up, you know. So I was lucky to even be on the inside. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. What? Yeah.
3: What was the back rooms uh, like? The, the backstage sentiment when WCW got bought, Were people like, holy shit! Like, what was that? What was the temperature in the room when people found
2: out? Uh, we're fucked. Yeah. Wow. We're fucked. We're fucked mm. because now we have nowhere to go. Because that's one thing. Like when you're You know, again, I'm 45. I'm I'm out of my prime. I'm not going to be a a, you know a a competitor in 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 a company that's going to matter. But in that time, it's like you know if you don't have a number one or number two that you can jump to, uh, you know, it's like uh, if you okay if you can only work for AT and T you're in the cell phone business or whatever you can't go to, you know, there's no sprint. There's no, you know what I mean? There's no other, uh, this is all you have. And that's all we had. So it's like, dude, you're beat. We were all beat. We were defeated. It's like, you could pay us dirt. You could pay us shit. We can't compete. And if we don't like it, get the fuck out. We'll get somebody else. Hmm. And that's what um, it was. That's what it was. That's the truth, you know. And unfortunately, a lot of us got caught up in that. And I'm, I was grateful at least to be on the inside, you know, and at least got paid for a couple of years.
3: Yeah. You
2: know? So and that's why that's why it's an exciting time now in
1: wrestling because you know young wrestlers out there right now that are going through that type of
2: situation, they have options. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. They, they. I mean, there's, there's so many options. It's not just, it's not even just through uh, companies, but just on the independent level, like what, uh, what the UK is doing right now, dude. The UK is, is so hot as far as uh, in ring action, as far as independence. Like, you know, the, the, the UK has uh, so many wrestling promotions drawing mm-hmm. fifteen hundred, two thousand fans to an event. So yep. there's like, there's a lot of, you know pro wrestling is as hot as it's probably ever been yes. with social media and everything else. So this is a, a very exciting time uh, right now for the business. And and with AEW about to make its debut until on a on national television, I mean, it's, it's, it's really, it's going to be hot, dude. It's going to be ridiculous. You know, it's mm. going to change, but it's going to change the WWE's game. Let me tell you, let me, when you tune in, <laughs> when you tune in, like the, the, the first week of AEW going live,
0: See I can't what,
2: wait. See what WWE puts out. They'll put out dream matches. They'll put out WrestleMania matches.
3: Raw they'll, reunion, Stone Cold <laughs> Stun everybody. They'll do.
2: They'll do everything. They'll have fucking. Speaking of come. Raw reunion, Did Pyro. you catch that, DJ?
0: <laughs> huh? Did you catch uh, the Raw reunion this Monday?
2: I did yes, not. No. 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 Ah, you uh, your, your, boy, your boy, your boy RVD was there. Yeah, I saw it. And you know what? The funny thing is, he's been working for Impact. Yeah, yeah, I, was, yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was kind of weird.
1: That was a little weird, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. And yeah. they also
1: put, uh, you know, mentioned some things he was doing in, in the bathroom,
2: yeah. <laughs> Bro, hey, dude, Boy, that, that's, that's edgier. Bad. Hey,
1: that's Edgier Edgy
2: content, yeah. yeah I've never
1: expected
2: that. that,
0: yeah. Yeah, well, the, the ball's slowly rolling, I guess, with this, with this movement. Um, but definitely, to your point, it, it will get it. Will it should get better along the lines of October once they air live and and we see what we what they're go, they're up
2: against. Yeah, I mean, look, nobody uh, nobody's going to dethrone WWE. They're they are they're the number one and will always probably be number one. realistically, mm-hmm. but nonetheless, it's it's nice to think that there's somebody else out there that's going to say, hey. You know, if you don't like, if you don't like, because, you know, a lot of us, a lot of us don't like what WWE does. So it's okay to say we don't like it. So now there's AEW, which will be something completely different. And what I, what, what I see from AEW is they embody the independent spirit, Mm. you know what I mean? Like the indie wrestling, the Japanese wrestling, like stuff that a lot of uh, mainstream fans, if you're not like crazy into the business, because like now with social media, like we didn't have this in my day and age. Like I was, I was, you know, I wrestled around. You know, there was the internet existed, but that was just incredible. But it was completely yeah. different. There was no was Facebook, different. no Facebook, no Twitter, no Instagram. Those was more no no forum blogs. Yeah, it was just like you got to download pictures at like sixty. You know, sixty seconds you might get a picture <laughs> downloaded. You know, but, yeah. Uh, that's what it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Imagine porn, <laughs> you know. But you know, but now it's different, and uh, it's just we're we're gonna get an opportunity to really like for fans to say, "Oh shit!" Like this is something I might be into, and yeah. uh, it's just gonna be cool. It's gonna be great. It's like I just want everybody to enjoy what's going on because this shit's special, dude. It's not very mm. often that we get. This kind of availability uh, for something we love, and and wrestling right now is is hotter. It's it. This is going to be bigger than the Monday Night Wars, and it doesn't have to be a war either. Yep. This isn't a war. It's no. like, you know, there's enough wrestling to go around. We could like WWE, we could like AEW, we could like Impact, we could like ROH, we could, dude, New Japan, which is I I've wrestled New Japan, uh, you know, back in the day. You know, it's like that's always been a thing. It's like now we're all familiar with it because through media, through YouTube, we all can participate and say, oh, shit, this is some cool stuff. Like back in the day, I used to have to trade tapes, VHS tapes to get like Jushin oh, Thunder, yeah. you know, Jushin Liger wow. or the Great Muda. You know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. the only we could see it. Now it's like we just go online and like, oh, Jushin Liger or whoever, you know. We're right. at the library of YouTube.
3: At all times. Yeah. So yeah. it's
2: it's just a great Social opportunity. Media. Yeah, it's just a great opportunity for all of us to just love this business. And we should all honestly, like one thing I, I, I want to get across is love the business, protect the business, support the business. Mm-hmm. You know, because we all we all are in this together. We all are fans in one way or another. You have a podcast, I have a podcast, I wrestle. You know what I mean? We all, we're all doing this because we love the business of professional wrestling. And there's, you know, if we respect it, it will also do good for us. And, you know, it's all good. You know what I mean? It's all good stuff, positive stuff. And we all have a place, you know, in this day and age. There's just Mm -hmm. so much out there. We all can make our own little mark. It's like there's enough, there's enough money out there for all of us. Agreed. you know, cool I mean? you know what I mean? You I'm saying. I hear that. I you, And you've been having some fun with your podcast too, man. I, I caught
0: the one with you and Rob Van Dam on that, and I saw, I saw you know you did something special for WrestleMania. You guys went around
2: as well. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. We 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 not, we we, not there, we, yeah. we, do, we do a podcast. It's uh, I used to wear a t-shirt in ECW called "I Hate This Town," and I, <laughs> I well, it was just oh. like it's kind of like what the SCU are doing. Right, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did it a long what, question time for you. I, were
1: they still chanting, chanting Aldo when you would wear that shirt?
2: No, believe it or not, <laughs> they weren't. You you're way over at that point.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I was.
2: But no, but it, it's like, it was just one of those things. Like, I literally, and the reason I got it, because I didn't have my own t-shirts yet. Uh, Paul Heyman hadn't made my own shirts. So, like, I literally went to Hot Topics. And oh, there was a, there was a, there were two shirts at Hot Topics that I thought would fit me. One said, Got Blood. And I figured... <laughs> you know like work. got like got milk you know, yeah, like, you know got milk. Nice. so so i was like okay uh ecw blood i'll wear that and then the i hate this town it's like well that's a heel thing like every town i go to i hate this town and i i just started sport you know i just literally bought those and started sporting those and um it's just like easy dude it's so much fun oh, and man. it, it, it did And the shit is so uh it's, it's not that hard guys. It's like, if you want to have fun in the business, especially if you're a young uh, guy or gal in the, in this industry, it's like, dude, creativity is out there, mm. you know? And I just, I just did some stupid shit, some silly shit and it got over, you know, it what was,
3: what was the most fun you had in the ring? Like that, like you were just fucking having a ball with your boys.
2: Oh God. It was, it was me and Lance. All the way, Dude, I had nice. one of the. One of the uh, I would say, like Lance. Lance says it was one of the best tag team matches in ECW history. It was um, <laughs> me and Lance versus Gato and Jado. Oh my God! Ooh. From FMW promotion, I think if I'm not mistaken, it was 1999. I know it's going back. I think I, they're still. I think they're both still wrestling, but it was like the the, the arena was like literally every everything they were on their feet the entire time false finishes and we barely touched each other dude i wow. barely like i dude there was not a stiff shot in the house is, like, is that we the were, match
1: is that the match where the finish was uh you off the top rope to
2: Lance pile driving? Mm-hmm. Oh yes, yeah, so it was. Oh, Yeah, and the crowd was... So, but that's the thing is we barely touched each other, dude. Wow. Like, honest, honestly, I probably kissed my own mother harder than I fucking hit those guys. <laughs> and, but, but the way <laughs> that it was sold, But man, the reason I the, was driving a- was crazy. But the reason I say that is, like, they were so good. Like, you didn't even have to touch them. They would just sell. And I would oh, sell. Man. We would all... We would all just like that's the thing is when you're in on the work, and you're trying to put on the best product, and the crowd is with you, and uh, everybody in the ring is with you, it's like we could do a masterpiece. You know, it's so easy. You don't have to fucking stiff each other. You know what I mean? You don't have to hurt one another um, to have good matches. You know, and I and it's one thing when I watch WWE, I see that a lot of these guys, and don't get me wrong, they're all so fucking talented but dude they're beating the fuck out of each other <laughs> okay. oh yeah and so what it's what like
0: you say to a guy like will offspring but stuff it's like, his like why but
2: it's like yeah. but it's like why but you don't have to bro you don't have to you don't have to if you work with one another and i mean some things have to be a little harder than others but if you really work together this is the entertainment business this is acting It's, I hate to say it because it is pro wrestling, but, you know, it's like, dude, come on. You know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah, 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 Rip Rogers was saying the same shit. He's like, the more you sell, the less you have to hit, like, the less you have to do.
2: Dude, because there's times where uh, me and and fucking Shawn Michaels had this one saying, it's like, uh, the stuff that, like, looks like shit hurts like hell. (laughs) like because sometimes like guys will stiff you like they'll hit you as hard as they can by whether by accident or on purpose whatever but it like hurts and you because when you're really hurt you can't sell it you're like for a shoot selling like what the fuck like you're not you're not really selling it so yeah it's like dude sometimes man eh, yeah Crazy these crazy kids, young young men.
1: <laughs> crazy kids. Is that something speak- that you feel you've when you've spoken to some of the younger talent that you keep pushing forward? Because we've actually heard that from Bob Evans as well at, at Monster
2: Factory a few months back. Uh, I haven't had that opportunity. Uh, I really I, I haven't really put myself in that I mean I want to. I I would love to do that and, and, and speak on that, but I don't want to. I don't, know. I don't, I don't, I've done so much bad in my past as far as like, you know, my name has kind of been dra- dragged through the mud through my own, through my own, uh, you know, own problems and my own shit, but nonetheless, like, you know, I haven't really done that, but I would love to someday, you know, maybe, maybe soon, but, uh, yeah, dude, I, I just think we, well, here's, here's the deal and I'll explain it real quick. We had no choice back in those days because in in the WWF of 1995, I was on the road 300 days a year. When Mm. I mean 300 days a year, I mean I wrestled 300 days out of 365 or whatever it was. Wow. You know, uh, now it doesn't exist because it was a different time, different day, different era. But, like, we didn't make any money if we weren't wrestling. So we literally – like, I remember being in Europe – and I was in Europe for 30 days and I wrestled every single day from every little shit town in Germany going into <laughs> my 21st birthday was in. And I have a famous picture out there online. It's me, Scott Hall, mm-hmm. Kevin Nash, Triple H, uh, and I think uh, Henry Godwin. All doing wow. the, click, the click gimmick. That was my 21st birthday. We were in Zurich, Switzerland, drinking pina coladas on my 21st birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's out there. dude. You can Google it, dude. I'm not lying. But uh, that was like at the end of a 30-day tour, like where we wrestled every single, like we would wrestle That's every wild. single night, every single night. We'd, we'd wrestle, get on a bus, get on a flight, next town, next town, next town, you know? And that's a a lot. Of, well, the reason we don't do that anymore is because that's why a lot of guys ended up with substance abuse issues, because that's just not normal on your body. Like you can't you can't nor, like a normal human being can't do that. That constant you know, wear and tear, man. You were human, well, right? You know, yeah.
3: how's your body now? Are you feeling some of those shots now?
2: No, no. Nice. Uh, I, I wrestle once a week, dude, and uh, it's just enough to pay my bills. That's and good, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I've been, I actually talked to DDP, uh, a couple, couple days ago and I, he's, he's been working with me for over a year and, uh, I'm, nice. I'm in great, I'm in great shape. Um, That's awesome. yeah, I hear for, that I'm, thing uh,
0: does magic, man.
2: Dude, I am 45 years old. You know, uh, I'm still a little overweight, but, uh, I'm working out, I'm doing his yoga program and it's, it's amazing. And again, it just, all it does is it helps your flexibility, helps heal, you know mm. what i mean uh and the you recovery know, process it's 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 great it's great awesome. and again you know i, I always got to give a shout out to dallas because he's helped me so much in my life so but nonetheless you know yeah man it's, are, it's also great good. that you have
0: you have great goals in mind too with this whole you know help giving back and helping out you know it's it's wonderful that you have that mind frame and i'm sure somebody that, that opportunity is going to come along especially now with everybody you know looking for trainers and stuff like that with this whole AW movement, either side will probably come knocking on that door.
2: Yeah. I, I, I mean, I certainly, I certainly hope so, brother, because, you know, it's, I, I honestly think not, not being cocky or anything, just being honest and humble. I I've been around for, for, you know, again, since 92 was when I started my pro career. Um, I think I have, you know, a lot of knowledge that I could pass on to the young folks, you know what I mean? And, and kind of help them on their journey. I, I really think I can, so you know we'll see. We'll really see, and, and I, I feel confident. And I'm, I'm just excited. I'm excited to to see where all this goes because I think it's okay. going to be a, a lot of fun for all of us. Yeah, yeah, even definitely nothing, excited
0: too.
2: Even if nothing happens for me, just as a fan to watch mm. it, it's going to be fun. You know, oh, that's
0: that's going to be an amazing ride in itself
2: for sure. Yeah. <laughs> what What are some of the talent that you have your eye on right now out there in, in the wrestling industry? Oh, uh, my my number one. And I was actually, I did a show Sunday with this gentleman uh, in uh, Long Island, New York, MJF. Oh, nice. MJF. Oh, yeah. MJF. Nice. MJF he's been bro.
3: fucking phenomenal.
2: Phenomenal. Dude, he's no joke. He's, he's no joke. It, man. We're going to see him on yeah. Thursday, I think,
1: aren't we? Yeah, he'll be,
2: be there, there, I'll be there. Yeah. I, uh, I got a chance to speak with him, and like I, I've known him since he was uh, a little kid. You know, I literally I've known him since he was a young, young kid and uh, we were just talking and, uh, you know, I actually gave him an old school, just incredible spot that Paul Heyman gave to me a long time ago. Oh, (laughs) shit! well, you know, no, no, no. Paul always gave me this spot and I'll I'll, I'll give I'll give you the spoiler. Um, Like, you know, if I have I'm a heel. Right. So if I have the guy in the corner and I'm, you know, he's beat down and I kind of grab him by the chin and I'm yelling at him and I'm like. You know the old, it's almost like an old Roddy Piper. Like, come on, hit right. me, and I'm pointing mm. to my, I'm pointing to my chin. Like, come on, hit me, motherfucker. I'm begging you to hit me. You know, and finally you antagonize <laughs> him enough, he goes to hit you. The old eye poke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just like that old school. I that's love like, it. That's awesome. That's so awesome. MJ. That's so, MJ. That's so that's... MJF, right? Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, yeah I I see that's that.
0: awesome. I bro. for sure see that. That's and that something. was a, that
2: was a Heyman that was a Heyman spot that he gave to me when I was starting wow. as Justin. So that's cool. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I, think it, I think it was Jim
1: Cornell. Uh, he was on that dark uh, dark side of the ring uh, web series.
2: Yes, yes. He was yes, saying yes. that
1: excellent series. He was saying that uh, you know everything's recycled, man. Every angle you see, you think it's never happened. Go back into What's the happened? archives. You'll find it somewhere. Twisted around, similar, similar concept, just like last Agree. Right. I agree. <laughs> Agreed. A story told many different ways, right? Agreed. Agreed.
2: Agreed. Okay. Agreed. PJ,
0: Brother? let me ask you this, man. Um, yes. You had a, I, I saw a trailer a while ago. Um, you had a DVD coming out called Credible.
2: Yeah. You know, you progress with that? Are you still doing uh, it? We, well, we finished Principal Photography, uh, and right now we're in the editing process. We actually signed a deal for, uh, for it to be released on Netflix. Oh, uh, nice. Sweet. In jan- yes. In, in January. So uh, oh, we're, we're we're literally in the editing process, and it will be available uh, on Netflix uh, January. Fantastic! I'm looking wow. forward to that. For sure. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, it's, it's, it's 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 a very honest, real uh, depiction of you know the struggle, dude. You know. Oh, no. That's all. You know. I'm am uh, some sometimes I'm embarrassed, but uh, you know I'm doing I'm doing good right now, and that's all that matters. And uh, you know it's, it's it just tells a real honest story of the business and how things work for me, at least uh, my, my journey, you know?
0: Well, I definitely can't work for one. Can't wait to hear that and see that myself. Um, we'll be doing the, we'll, we'll plug that for you as well. Once we get a, once we get a chance. I agree.
3: And honestly, you have a lot of experience. You've got a lot of personal life experience. You've been through a lot of struggles like that's, you know, as, as tainted as you just said, your, your name was, uh, I think that adds value. You know, uh, the wrestling industry is a tough one, you know, better than I. And so someone with that, that has so many tread, uh, you know, so much tread uh, on his, on his tires still left uh, in terms of like being able to be a mentor, being able to be an advisor, being able to be, uh, someone that could, that could still rock in the ring from time to time, you know, don't, don't sell yourself short on that end either. Yeah.
2: I mean, I, I, I don't, and I just, I, I, I just, I, I'm just, dude, I I feel blessed. I feel blessed mm-hmm. that uh, guys like yourselves want to talk to me and uh, get my story out there and just talk about our, our great business, you know, it means a lot. And uh, I, again, I, I just, I'm, I'm humbled because uh, I've had so many great opportunities and I just want to live my best life today and just do positive, you know, uh, you know, it's a, what a lot of people don't understand is when you know wrestling in the 90s (laughs) especially through ECW uh, there was so much craziness like I, I can only explain that as being like If you guys have ever seen a movie about rock and roll bands on the Sunset Strip in the 80s, uh, you know, like that debauchery and that craziness, that's what it was back
3: then. Oh, so let's hear it. Come on. You got to have a story,
2: Justin. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what I'm saying. It's like, uh, you know, it's just it, it was just a different a different day, a different era. And, you know. We were just fucking, man, cocaine, fucking heroin, <laughs> fucking Oxycontin. I mean, it was, we were, we were madmen. We were madmen. Oh. And I'm not, you know, I'm not going to ever say names, but we were, you know, as right, you can right. probably imagine, we were just, and I was an innocent to this, you know, I was a young man, 23, 24, 25. I didn't never, I didn't know any of this shit, but you were just like caught up in the bright lights and this holy shit kind of, you know thousands of fans chanting EC dub and just incredible and uh, you know you get caught up brother you know it's like it's like the devil's fucking poison you know you're wow this is it you know and this was our our moment and uh, people I don't think people ever understand what we did we did yeah. the impossible you know and that's one thing like I I don't think the real story of ECW has ever been captured and I don't and not by the not because people haven't tried but like, you know, it was, it was the biggest uh, Cinderella story, but for mm-hmm. every individual, we were, we were like throwaways. I was Aldo Montoya, the guy that wore the jock strap. And then <laughs> so many other guys that were just like dysfunctionals and we got to become icons mm-hmm. and, you know what oh, I mean? Wow. And, le- and legends and uh, that whole ride. It's like, I wish, you know, somehow we could, I, I. Uh, you know, uh, capture the real stories for fans to really understand how special that time was in the business. And we're talking the Monday night wars too, where you know it wasn't just WCW and WWE, It was ECW. And that was right there, you know, and, uh, ah, you know, again, I get nostalgic and I start getting all fucking off center, but someday, hopefully we go. (laughs) Amen. We could could tell, we could tell that. that we could tell that story someday. You know? No doubt. No doubt. PJ, I
0: I, I thank you, man, for, for your time, man. I want I don't want to oh. keep you too long, but we normally do a around the chair shots like a lightning round. Um, uh, mischief will or take questions. it over. Right. Um go ahead, mischief.
3: So just the first thing that comes to your head, uh what's your favorite cheat meal?
2: Cheat Ooh. meal? Oh my god, uh fajitas. Ooh, yeah, uh, fajitas, uh, definitely. What's your
3: favorite movie? <laughs>
2: Star Wars episode, uh, well, episode four, New Hope, which is the original, oh. original. Star- oh,
3: what, uh, what superpower would you have? Flight. Person,
2: yes.
3: person you want to meet real or
2: fictional? Scarlett Johansson. Hey. <laughs> yeah.
3: I wonder why. Uh, uh <laughs> what, <laughs> what's the worst purchase you've ever made? Person? Purchase.
2: Oh, purchase I've ever made. Yeah. Oh, Chris Candido still ribs me until he died. God bless his soul. I bought. I was. I was doing a house show in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. I bought Varney sunglasses for four hundred dollars, and oh. I got a, And I and I and I stepped on them like three days into the tour. Oh fuck! <laughs> Dude, him him and Sonny rib, ribbed me till till to this day. She if she sees me, she probably will rib me about the fucking Varney. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, that was oh, a awesome. big mark. Big mark for that. Yeah, I thought oh, it was man. fucking. I was thought. I thought it was flare. Woo! four hundred dollars. Come
1: on, you know. That's why I won't spend more than thirty, man, because yeah. they can break. the very, 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 very
2: fragile. I made that uh, mistake one time. One go. time. Uh,
3: what's the dumbest way you've been injured?
2: Oh shit! Your pajmon mm-hmm. moment. Oh, uh, Billy Gunn just punching me straight in the face. Oh shit! By accident, yeah. We were oh, both bad. on our we were both on our knees brawling outside in like a hardcore brawl, and like by accident, he just punched me square in the forehead, and he knocked me the fuck out. Oh shit! Uh, yeah. How did you know it was by accident? Oh, because because <laughs> we were both on our knees doing it. We were just doing like the oh oh. The back oh okay, and okay. And then okay. Billy Billy punched me in the head, and I see black. Like oh, spot he, he, he points his finger at me and he goes, oh, PJ, I'm so sorry. <laughs> He's laughing <laughs> just, just like that. Just like that. So sorry, man. Like he oh, knew shit. he got me. I'm like, oh you fucking okay. dick. <laughs> yeah, I, I love I love I love Billy. No, no, I love him. He's awesome. Oh, no. It was no hard. <laughs> it was an accident. No.
3: Uh, what's a uh, useless useless talent you have?
2: Oh Jesus. Dude, I'm I'm a good nose picker. Oh, <laughs> yes, I pick my good nose. School. Is, is yeah, it is a finger the, the fingernail length matter? I uh, I don't know. I'm I got fat chubby fat fingers. I don't know. <laughs> know. It's just whatever. It feels good, dude. <laughs> yes, I'm being very what? silly. <laughs>
3: what <happened? laughs> um, what, uh, what other languages do you speak?
2: Uh, yo hablo español un poquito in okay. Portuguese and Portuguese as well. Portuguese, Portuguese, no Portuguese fluently, Spanish like twenty five percent. Awesome, awesome. But I do, I do speak. I I was legit. Like that's why they hired me as Aldo. I legit Portuguese, hundred percent family. Awesome. You know, I
1: I listen back to the clips and like McMahon just loved the Montoya name, man. The way he would say your name, It's the same way that uh, (laughs) they say the big dogs. (laughs) <laughs> coming out. dog. Yo, I'm. I was listening back to some of the clips, and I'm like, Yo, McMahon's about to have a like an erection,
2: like. So dude, no, name, Vince. Man. Dude, Vince. Vince. All kidding aside, Vince was really. I, I hate saying anything negative about the old man, because he was really good to me. Like, he really treated me well. You know what I mean? Yeah. I. Yeah. I, I know it sounds corny, and like. I don't even know why or how, but like, he was really like decent. Like he's batshit crazy. Yes. (laughs) But, but no, he's like, I don't know. He's a good dude. Like he's just, you know, I don't know. I I was very blessed to know Vince and to work with Vince. and I worked really close with Vince. That's like one of the reasons, dude, I was there. I, I was there. I was there. And I signed in 94 signed in 2001 signed again in 2006 Mm. And I still get royalties to this day. Wow, uh-huh. dope. And, you got you know, that's from
1: their inception, man.
2: I'm just saying, like he's he's like you know if he likes you and you work hard for the old man, he don't like 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 loyalty means a lot to him. Mm-hmm. And I know I know I know I'll, I'll criticize the product too, you know. But like he's uh you know he's old school man. He takes care of his own. He always did.
3: Mm you have any uh any fun like any memories any funny stories with vince
2: um oh yeah actually <laughs> well it's it's not it's not very funny but uh for me it was like a fucking like whoa moment um i was i was a jobber i wasn't signed to the company and we were in the, at the lowell memorial auditorium doing a month uh, it was like I don't even know if it was Monday Night Raw. It might have been, like, uh, back in the day, we used to do, like, Superstars mm. and Wrestling Challenge. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, yeah, right. Saturday.
0: Like, the Bad syndicate, the,
2: Yeah, the syndicate. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I was just, again, I was just the jobber, you know, there for a couple, like, 200 bucks a night, you know, just getting my ass kicked. And Vince took me outside to this little, uh, it's a war memorial, meaning there's, like, American flags. It's like a... You know, U.S. building, like a, a gimmick, like you know, and he goes, uh, PJ, can I talk to you for a minute? And I'm like, yes, sir. You know, mind you, I'm like 20. And he goes, see any like there's this, you know, we're outside literally in this coliseum and he's pointing to the American flag. He goes, you see that flag up there, PJ? I'm like, yes, sir. And he goes, that flag is the, you know, United States of America. The land of opportunity, much like the WWF, we are the land of opportunity. PJ, yes, sir. I'm about to give you an opportunity, dude. I'm like I felt like I was getting inducted <laughs> into like the the Sopranos, you know. Like, the <laughs> it's like, like I movie, thought, right? I, 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 dude. I'm I'm not I'm I can't I'm not even I'm not saying I'm not lying to you. Wow. And he goes, you know, and he. He just said like you know The whole spiel of we're gonna give you a spot We're gonna give you a job And you're gonna have an opportunity to become a superstar
3: He cut a promo then and there He just cut let it rip bro.
2: He's Vince McMahon I was oh. fucking I'm a kid I'm oh. a kid he, I was shitting my fucking pants What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck dude I'd be shitting I'm, I'm, 45, I'm 45 I'd be shitting my pants right now How, how do you think I felt then Oh man you but whatever you asked <laughs> well, I, brother you know but mm-hmm. anyway he was super now but he was super cool he was he was awesome. you know he never disrespected me and he always heard me out which he didn't have to mm. you know but anyways oh. yeah dude i mean I, yeah uh anyways i'll I'll be talking forever about this bullshit, <laughs> but i gotta get, i gotta get going fellas i gotta get going but uh it's been oh, a pleasure, man. It's it's really been a pleasure uh, talking to you guys, man. It's been so much fun. Most definitely, I really I appreciate DJ. your kindness, man. So much. Thank you
0: for your time, <laughs> man. And once again, man, we can't we can't say ACW and land of extreme without just incredible, man. Thank yeah. you, fellas. <laughs> Thank you. Have yourself you, fellas, a good so night. Thank you for the time. Thank you so PJ. much. Glad Thank
2: you did. so much. Have a wonderful time, guys. Keep in touch, okay? Welcome. All right.
0: After likewise.
3: Hours.